Good morning, good day, good evening, and good night. Whatever time it is, where you are, and whatever country that you're in, I'd like to welcome you and thank you for taking some time to listen to the MGTOW Academy Show. As always, I've got some fantastic content to discuss. My overall goal is to educate, engage, and entertain my audience, and that's exactly what we are about to do. We are about to embark on a journey of philosophy, logic, education, and entertainment that is focused on problems that have, and events that affect men. So we're going to be kicking off Season 2 of the MGTOW Academy Show with a topic that needs to be talked about. In today's podcast, we're going to be covering the silent male suicide epidemic. Now, if you're in the MGTOW community, you might have heard of male suicide being talked about somewhere, but do you fully understand it? Do you understand why suicide is one of the leading causes of death for men? Do you understand why the media fails to report on this silent epidemic? Do you understand why men are dying from suicide almost four times more than women? Are you, are you, okay, so let me ask you this. Are you even aware that this has been a problem? Most people aren't even aware of male suicide being a problem. Suicide rates for men have been climbing and they are predicted to continue to climb. I'm going to do my best to explain everything that I can about the silent male suicide epidemic. That means covering statistics, going over causes for male suicide, why men are more sensitive than women to failure in their environment, which can in turn result in suicide, why men uh, resort to suicide and succeed at suicide more than women, going over solutions, what you can do to help the future of men and suicide. And in the end, I'll tie everything together and explain how MGTOW is one of the greatest solutions out there for solving this silent epidemic. Okay, so look, it's not the perfect solution. There is no solution for suicide. It's always going to happen. We have to accept that. But this, you know, MGTOW, the philosophy can be a great way to uh, reduce the suicide rates for men significantly, as in ending the epidemic. Like it won't even be an epidemic anymore. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to convey here, right? Uh, so, in case you can't tell already, suicide, uh, male suicide, it's a very complicated problem. It's very confusing, as it has many factors. So, I'm going to be dissecting it so that you, the listener, can understand this to the best of your ability and in the end you should be able to understand all the factors involved in male suicide and how they are all interconnected you know uh, why no one cares uh, about this silent epidemic and why MGTOW is a great solution for this silent epidemic and by the way do you even understand why I refer to this as a silent epidemic well you have to stay tuned to listen to the whole thing, all right? I'm not, I'm not going to tell you right here. You got to listen to the whole thing, all right? So without further ado, let's get right to the statistics on male suicide, all right? So we're going to start off with the first one. Um, by the way, all of these are really the, – the whole goal of covering the statistics is to give you uh, an idea of how severe that this problem is. So first of all, men die from suicide – 3.53 times more often than women. So the rate, through my research, I've seen numbers go all over the place. It can be three times more than women, 3.5, or 3.53 times more than women, or four times more than women. Uh, but uh, I'm just going to go with uh, the, this one because it just seems more accurate. 
and um, you know I'm collecting this uh, this data the statistics from the National Institute of Mental Health and the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Okay, so I'm not just pulling this crap off of some untrustable sources. Uh, these are statistics from trustable sources. So, regardless if it's three times more than uh, three times higher or four times higher than women, it's still significantly higher than women, and that's a problem. And in addition to that, uh, men outnumber women in suicide in every single country. So. I do live in the United States at the moment, uh, and, I, and I plan to live there for the rest of my life unless something horrible, you know, happens to the country, which is possible. But besides that, I, I want to make it clear that this is a worldwide problem. This isn't something that's just targeted for my United States audience. You know, I, I got listeners um, from uh, various countries and, of course, continents. So, you know, I have listeners in the UK, uh, I have listeners in Canada, and, you know, even other places like Brazil, uh, places like Japan. Uh, so I'm not trying to give off the vibe that this is a uh, problem that is specific to the United States. This is a worldwide problem. So even if you don't live in the United States, this is still a problem that you should be aware of. Uh, next, men account for 80% of suicides, and that's in the U.S. So men account for 80% of suicides. You know, that is a lot. Okay, suicides happen pretty frequently, and men account for 80% of them, all right? Uh, so next, married men are more likely to commit suicide. Whoa, what's that? Married men are more likely to commit suicide? Are you trying to say that married men are unhappy? What? Okay, not all of them yet. But, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, they're <laughs> they're married men. They're not going to be happy. Uh, especially considering the current conditions uh, regarding marriage. Next, as of 2015, nearly two-thirds of worldwide suicides have been committed by men. Once again, this is a worldwide problem, not a you know problem that is specific to a country or a, a region. This is a worldwide problem. Next, suicide is the seventh leading cause of death. For all U.S. men, according to the National Center for Injury Prevention and Control. So uh, this is not just, this is a leading cause for death, as in the top 10 leading causes of death. Um, so that that is significant. Uh, this next one is going to shock you. So the World Health Organization concluded through a 2002 study. Uh, by the way, remember, 2002 study. This is um, a while ago. So I'm predicting that the, the numbers have changed, uh, but not in a good way. So anyways, uh, the World Health Organization concluded through a 2002 study that globally suicide occurs every 20 seconds or 180 suicides per hour globally. So if we divide the suicide frequency by the conservative male to female ratio of 3 to 1, like I said, there's many ratios out there, uh, but this is the conservative ratio. Male to female ratio of three to one. Uh, the frequency of male suicide is approximately 135 suicides per hour, or one male suicide every 26.6 seconds. So, whatever platform that you're listening to this on, uh, it can be YouTube or uh, maybe if it's like another app like iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, whatever it may be. Uh, look at how look look at how long you've been listening uh, to this podcast and. Remember that a male suicide occurs on average every 26.6 seconds, just from the time period between starting 
the recording of this, and and now, um, like just look at how many men have killed themselves already. That's insane. Uh, and on a daily basis, that's three thousand two hundred forty male suicides per day. And if I did my math correctly, men will on average account for seventy five percent of suicides every hour globally. So that should open your eyes if the previous statistics haven't done so already. All right, so uh, get this. Between 1950 and 2002, male suicide has increased by 49%, and it's predicted that the amount of male suicides will increase by 50% between 2002 and 2020. So it's 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 predicted to rise, okay? Like I said, that's why, uh, how I said earlier, uh, you know, regarding the 2002 study by the uh, World Health the World Health Organization uh that's why I said that the numbers are probably much worse uh but I, I like, like I said things are just going to be getting worse or that that's just what researchers are predicting uh next white men have accounted for 7 out of 10 suicides in 2016 okay so s- speaking on in terms of gender speaking in terms of sex uh men obviously commit suicide uh, more than women. Uh, now, speaking in terms of race, Caucasians, whites, kill them are, are the race that will uh, most likely to. Dot, how, how do I word this? Uh, Caucasians are the race that kill themselves the most, and they're like, you know, American Indians are just like behind them by a really, really small percentage. So, if you're white, you're more likely to die from suicide. If you're African, uh, I'm sorry, if you're American Indian, you are also more likely to, you know, die from suicide. But, you know, whites are going to, you know, they're a bit higher than uh, American Indians, right? And if you're a man, you're definitely more likely to die uh, from suicide. So considering the attack on the white male and all that kind of you know, crap, uh, that's just ridiculous, you know, people are are, are going to be screaming, you're a white male, you're oppressing these people. And then they're more likely to, to commit suicide uh, because they're one, a man, and two, they're white. And I'm not trying to pull the victim card or, or, or anything. First of all, I'm not even white. I'm, I'm a brown-skinned dude, okay? I'm not white. So I'm not trying to, you know, play the victim card or anything like that. Th- this is the way things are, all right? I'm, I'm just... Just stating the facts. Uh, next. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to quickly go over a suicide rate. Okay, so uh, I'm going to explain to you briefly what it is. So a suicide rate, it's based on the number of people who have died by committing suicide uh, per 100,000 people in a population. All right? Now, this suicide rate allows for data on suicide to be compared from year to year. According to data from the National Institute of Mental Health, between 1999 and 2016, the suicide rate for males has remained nearly four times higher than the suicide rate for females. And like I said, I've seen lots and lots of numbers between three and four times higher. Whatever, that's still a, a, a pretty significant uh, amount. So, by covering these statistics, I hope you understand the depth of how serious this silent epidemic is. Next, we are going to move on to why I refer to the male suicide epidemic as the silent male suicide epidemic. Alright, so if there is an epidemic going on, the news and the media sources will cover it. 
The Zika virus epidemic was covered by news sources all the time when it was a prevalent issue, as it was affecting many people. So, male suicide is affecting many people in a similar manner to uh, what the Zika virus did. But nobody has talked about it, uh, has talked about male suicide when you compare it to the Zika virus. All in all, male suicide isn't getting the attention it deserves. And a great example would be World Suicide Prevention Day, September 10th, 2013. We all know that there is media bias against men, such as men being commonly portrayed as perverts, idiots who can't make logical decisions, bad deadbeat fathers, criminals, and so on and so forth. Now, I discussed how the media portrays men in my podcast, how the media portrays men, which is in uh, is linked in the description for my uh, viewers on YouTube and in the episode information section for those of you listening to this as a podcast. But all in all, the media portrays men as idiots. We all get that at this point. And look, if there's one thing that the media is good at, it's distorting the truth and distorting information through bias and tactics. And 2013's World Suicide Prevention Day is a great example of this. CTV News covered suicide, but despite CTV News covering it and doing great effort to do so, CTV reporters failed to mention that men were the leading demographic for suicide. They are the leading demographic for suicide, and they have been for a long time. And in addition to that, they will most likely continue to do so. Not only that, but many websites reporting on suicide deliberately avoided mentioning that suicide is a major problem for men. The Center for Addiction and Mental Health mentioned Aboriginal communities, teens, and soldiers to have disproportionately high suicide rates, yet the Center for Addiction and Mental Health left out men. Suicide Prevention Canada didn't even mention that men account for an alarmingly high number of suicides, but this is to no surprise as men often have their problems ignored. And I'm just some random dude who is saying that, so how could you believe me when I say that? Well, you know, you, you, you could believe me when I say that uh, because researchers such as Warren Farrell and Michael Gilbert have shown that men are considered disposable in society. Now, you may be wondering why nobody really wants to discuss male suicide. You see, problems that men face are often ignored due to the false widespread perception of men having inordinate social and economical power. Also, there is male expendability, which is the concept that society can cope better with the loss of men compared to the loss of women. And, you know, this connects to the next factor known as male disposability, which some of you may have heard of. A common example of male disposability is the draft, which is where in the event of war, citizens who have previously enlisted for selective service are forced to serve in the military during a war. And as of today's recording date, only men are required to register for the draft. And if they don't, they can't vote. They will receive a fine or a prison sentence or a combination of both a fine and a prison sentence. Women automatically get the right to vote and don't have to pay fines. Uh, you know, women, they receive these rights without having to risk their lives. Before, everything was balanced. Women risk death through childbirth and men risk death through selective service. But the nuclear family is dead now. Women don't have kids as commonly these days. You might argue that we might need some people to stay at home and take care of the families. But at this point, most of these families have been torn up. Okay, there is, there's, there's nothing to protect. There's no families. All right. So, I mean, I, I, it just, it just doesn't work. Right. 
Now, these points that I've just mentioned scratch the surface of how men are valued less by society and how society values women more than men. And I know that, you know, that's in, in, in contrast to mainstream public belief of men being the privileged ones and women being the person. I, I understand that. But get that toxic mindset out of your mind. It's not good for you. And, and, and accept the truth. Okay. Do, do some of your own research. Okay. Don't rely on what I say. Do your own research and, and see the way that things really are. And it'll all make sense. It's like the pieces of a puzzle coming together. All right. Now, going, uh, I'll give you guys another example about society valuing women more than men. So let's look at the death rates for breast cancer and prostate cancer. The death rates for breast cancer and prostate cancer are comparable, yet the United States spends six times more money on breast cancer despite the rates for breast cancer and prostate cancer being comparable. And uh, if a man dies, it's no big deal as another man will come along and fill in his position. So if men are viewed as disposable, why would society care? I mean, it's like caring about a napkin, okay? It's a napkin, all right? If something happens to it, big deal, okay? If your napkin uh, is is somehow destroyed or something, you can't use it, I don't know. But if you can't use a napkin, oh, no, okay, I'll just get another napkin. That's that's the exact same thing happening with men, okay? If, if a man dies, boo-hoo, okay, next, come into film's place, all right? Look, if men are viewed as disposable, why would society care? Because like I, just, like I said earlier, if a man dies, another man will come in and fill his place. So all in all, society places a higher value on women and a lower value on men. And as a result of this, men's problems are ignored. This is the reason as to why men have their problems ignored. And this is ridiculous. Okay, let me, let me tell you, this is ridiculous. To put this into perspective, it's like a 69,000 pound Japanese speaking elephant wearing a reflective vest in a room and nobody notices an elephant and its reflective vest or the fact that the elephant can even talk. That is how ridiculous that male suicide is. So remember that if there's one thing that the media is good at, it's distorting the truth. So when men fall victim to many problems, men are still portrayed as bad parents, clumsy, stupid, and even the false assertion that men are the perpetrators of domestic violence, which is once again false. So let's sidetrack for a bit. When we think of domestic violence between a man and a woman, most of us think of men being the perpetrator and the female being the victim. However, this widely believed myth is, well, a myth. And I'm not just making this stuff up, this stuff up out of thin air. No, 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 no. No, Mito Academy doesn't lie. He doesn't make, he doesn't make stuff up. So, I'm not making this stuff up. Don't take it from me. Take it from the multiple studies that claim this. Uh, like in that one case where data was analyzed from 11,370 respondents. And after the data was analyzed, researchers found that in non-reciprocally violent relationships, women were the perpetrators over 70% of the time. Still don't believe me? Ah, uh, we'll see. What about, let's see, what about that uh, study reported in 2000? So, that was a while ago, 2000. Uh, by the Guardian stating that women are more likely to initiate violence in relationships based on an analysis of 34,000 men and women. John Archer, professor of psychology at the University of Central Lancashire, concluded that women lash out more frequently than their husbands or boyfriends. 
Now, that right there disproved the widely held belief, the widely held myth, that men are always the violent ones in relationships. Now, remember that we're here to discuss the silent male suicide epidemic and not how men are valued in society or how we are portrayed, but the reasons I shared all the information with you is to demonstrate why our problems get ignored. Listen, I'm trying my best to explain to explain this whole thing uh, to you guys, alright? And I have to sidetrack sometimes just to get some some ideas through, all right? So uh, there's a reason for why I do things. So that was to demonstrate why our problems get ignored. We we already know that they get ignored, but why do they get ignored? You know, it's it's basically the science behind something, right? So, anyways, I'll get to what we can do to spread awareness and. Uh, how we can reach a solution later, but let's keep talking a bit about the current situation regarding male suicide. So through my research, the uh, it's only been the United Kingdom government that recognizes suicide to be a prevalent issue for men. At this point, let's face reality. Considering these statistics regarding male suicide, very little effort is being done to tackle this silent epidemic. Wait, do you guys even know why male suicide is an epidemic? Like, why it's an epidemic? No? Or, wait, was that a yes? <laughs> whatever. I can't hear you through your device or whatever you're using to listen to me. The government can, but I can't. Regardless of whether you understand why male suicide is a problem or not, we're going to be covering that next. Now we are going to cover the reasons behind why men commit suicide more than women. First of all, we need to understand the expectations that men are, well, expected to meet. To sum it all up, men are expected to provide for their wife and children, and at the same time, to be the best and most successful. They aren't really expected to look after themselves. And more importantly, men value how others see him more than how he views himself. Rory O'Connor, president of the International Academy of Suicide Research, has spent years studying the minds of suicide survivors. And remember how I mentioned just a couple of seconds ago that men value how others perceive him more than how he perceives himself? Yeah, there's a name for that. And that name is called social perfectionism. That's a concept that we'll be talking about for a bit here uh, in today's podcast. And it's actually pretty interesting. You see, if you're a social perfectionist, you usually identify closely with the roles and responsibilities you believe that you have in life. O'Connor explains that it's not about what you expect of yourself, it's what you think other people expect. Through research, O'Connor has seen a relationship between social perfectionism and suicidality in all the populations he has researched. And let me repeat that in case you weren't paying attention. O'Connor has seen a relationship between social perfectionism and suicidality in all the populations he has researched. Alright, in all the populations that he's researched, he has seen a connection between social perfectionism and suicidality. So, that is pretty darn, that's pretty darn significant. Alright, and we're, we're gonna, we're gonna come back to this, to this, uh, little thing right here later. And, and you'll see why. So, no, he hasn't seen this in, like, the entire world, but he has done extensive research, and in all the populations that he's researched, he has seen a connection. So I think that it's safe to say, that social perfectionism has a connection 
with suicidality, especially in men. So O'Connor says, our hypothesis is that men who uh, is that people who are social perfectionists are much more sensitive to signals of failure in the environment. You see, the perceived failure to fulfill roles such as failing to be uh, successful or failing to be a good dad can be devastating to men. When a woman loses her job, it sucks for her, but she doesn't feel like she's lost her sense of identity or femininity. But when a man loses his job, he feels like a failure because he is no longer able to provide for his family and he no longer meets uh, the expectations uh, that he perceives to be important. So, get this. In 2014, Martin Seeger, a clinical psychologist at his team, tested the cultural understanding of the definition of a man or a woman. So, they did this by asking a set of carefully designed questions to women and men recruited via selected United Kingdom and United States-based websites. And Martin Seeger concluded that both genders' expectations of what it means to be a man are stuck in the 1950s. Seeger explained that the first rule is that you must be a fighter and a winner. The second is you must be a provider and a protector. And the third is you must retain mastery and control at all times. And if you break any of those rules, you're not a man. The conclusions of Seeger's study share a similar conclusion uh, of what O'Connor and his colleagues wrote in the 2012 Samaritan's Report on male suicide, which stated, Men compare themselves against a masculine gold standard, which prizes power, control, and invincibility. When men believe they are not meeting the standard, they feel a sense of shame and defeat. In addition to that, the women's movement has targeted men. That's right. Feminism has actually harmed men, believe it or not. What a surprise. I know, I know. Hard to believe, but feminism has actually harmed men. You see, men are viewed as privileged, violent abusers, and how others perceive men can have a deadly effect on men. So when a man's girlfriend, you know, for example, uses a shaming tactic on him, he receives the idea that he doesn't meet up to his girlfriend's standards, and this could have a severe effect on him. And now, like I said, that's just an example I'm coming out with on the spot. Uh, and we're also going to be moving on to the next part of the podcast, which is connecting the silent male suicide epidemic and the MGTOW philosophy. I'm going to go over how the MGTOW philosophy can prevent men from committing suicide. So remember that one of the core concepts of the MGTOW philosophy is to put yourself first. And that means putting your priorities first, valuing your perception of yourself more than anybody else's perception of you and all the stuff alike. So that means you don't worry about not meeting society's expectations of you, which, by the way, is designed for you to fail for the benefit of others. If you're a man going his own way, you don't care if women call you pathetic or a loser or whatever shaming tactics that they regurgitate. You know, as long as you are content with yourself, you are happy. And sure, a woman might insult you and it's going to be hard to not let it get to you. I get it. It brings you down a bit. I'm not saying you should be some man who is completely immune to what other people say of you. I, no, no. I'm just trying to say, don't let it, you know, don't let it take you, don't take it too seriously is what I'm trying to say. Okay, I get it. It brings you down a bit, but that's fine. Just don't take whatever other people perceive of you or whatever too seriously and don't waste too much time thinking about uh what he or she said or what uh or how society views you don't don't waste too much time thinking about it all right it's fine all right 
you put yourself first if you're a man going his own way. And hey, it's no wonder that us MGTOW are so happy. All right? Seriously, though, think about it. There's a reason as to why we're happy. But what you may not realize is that men who aren't familiar with the MGTOW philosophy feel like a failure when they can't get a girlfriend. Some men are even killing themselves because they can't get a girlfriend. And some become incels and spew their hatred of women to their community and the world. And, uh, you know, while we're talking about incels, uh, might as well talk about it right now really quickly. And in contrast to mainstream public belief, no, MGTOW is not an online incel group. Just read the acronym, men going their own way, not men going online to hate women or men going out of their way to hate women. Just look at the acronym and what we're aiming for. It's simple as that. We are not incels. Alright, so I just want to get that off my chest. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I, I just wanted to. But back to men killing themselves over not getting a wife or a girlfriend and that sort of stuff. So look, let me tell you something. Son, the game is rigged. It's not what you think it is. How you perceive it works is not how it actually works. Men always see the common narrative in TV shows and movies and even in books where a man and a woman don't know each other, a conflict arises, the man and the woman eventually meet each other and they live happily ever after. Now, I urge you to do a reality check here, men. Considering the plummeting marriage rate and the divorce rate that is rising exponentially, okay, not literally exponentially, but you get the idea, the common narrative demonstrated in mainstream entertainment unconsciously controls the mind of uh, many men across the world. It creates a false reality for them. It's like a weed that expands its roots into the ground ever so slowly that by the time you realize there's a problem, the damage has already been done. Alright? It's too late. These men who believe the junk that they see in mainstream entertainment will pursue a journey of seeking female validation and attention in a desperate attempt to meet what is the virtually impossible expectations put in front of them by society. Then, when they, uh, when these men fail to meet these unrealistic expectations, uh, they feel like they've lost their sense of identity, they don't feel like a man. Look, I can't stress to you how important it is that you put yourself first. Put yourself first. If you follow the MGTOW philosophy and simply put yourself first, you will have a lot less to worry about. If someone implies that you don't meet their standards, big deal. Who cares? You don't. If you don't meet the ridiculous standards that society has put in front of you, who cares? You certainly don't. In addition to that, Therapy and support for men who are suicidal has become feminized. Men are also usually blamed for problems that are, you know, not within their control or for something that is simply not their fault. So let's sum up what we have so far. Men are killing themselves at an alarmingly high rate. So high that it's one of the leading causes of death for men. Men are the leading demographic in suicide. The statistics regarding male suicide are insane, and despite all of this, the majority of media and governments refuse to acknowledge this epidemic, and mainstream entertainment portrays men uh, the, the way that they're not. They falsely portray men. This harms them, and they, it, it, it's even worse. I mean, I get it. You know, you don't want to, you don't care about our problems, but you could at least not 
portray us in a negative manner, but nope. They gotta go out of their way and portray us badly, okay? Now, I know that's not exactly their intentions, okay? And and I explain uh, that that stuff more in depth in my podcast, The Men in the Media. Uh, so I, I highly suggest that you check it out, but still, this is just having a negative effect on men, and it, it, it's just time to, to stop this madness. Really, it is. So, in addition to all of this, most of the resources that are provided to suicidal men, they're limited and useless. So, you might be wondering, MGTOW Academy, where do we go from our current situation? Well, let's begin with what you can do. You don't need to start a fundraiser. You don't have to become a psychologist and lead several studies regarding the silent epidemic. You simply have to look after men you know. It's as simple as that. You know, if they've been having a hard time in life, talk to them. If they've lost a job and need a place to stay, let them crash at your place for a bit, you know. Talk to them. Let them hang out. You know, help them recover. If you know a guy who was going through hard times on the outside, he may seem fine, but on the inside, he might be contemplating suicide. You never know who is dealing with what, and you may not even be aware of the fact that talking about problems alone uh, with somebody else helps so much. So much. It, it does. Just talk to your dad, your uncle, your coworker, your brother, your best friend, the guy that you were roommates with in college, your teacher or professor. That guy on Twitter who tweets about his problems and talks about suicide. Not with just the silent male suicide epidemic, but with any problems that is super complicated. Super complicated problems can have the most simple solutions. I want you to think, okay, so right now, I want you to think about uh, a controversial issue, right? Think of a complex controversial issue. And I want you to come up with a simple solution, a simple one, not a complicated one that has like multiple phases in it and all that that'll take like 10 years. No, a simple solution, an everyday solution that is applicable to like daily life or whatever, a simple solution, you know, solutions that won't harm you or anyone else, solutions that don't have requirements like what gender you are, what race or ethnicity that you are, or what religion that you follow. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. Regardless of any of these, you can still help. And remember that if you want to change the world, you have to do your part first. And don't forget that a part of your contribution to fighting this silent epidemic is setting yourself as an example. Opening up more about personal problems. Giving other men that subconscious okay, as in it's okay to open up about your emotions and about your problems. You know, get a discussion going on male suicide. Because if you don't, then who will? I did my part. And all I ask is that you do yours. Guys, I understand that this is not a fun topic. But it's not a fun topic, I know. But I want you guys to keep a positive look on this. I know things are grim right now. But your attitude regarding this silent epidemic could turn this whole thing around. Okay, if we keep this negative attitude, nothing is going to change. I promise you that. It, nothing's going to change if we keep a negative attitude on this, okay? 
I understand things are grim. I understand that. I literally spent hours upon hours uh, of research doing this stuff. I've lost so much sleep doing research. I'm aware of that. You don't have to remind me. But keeping a negative view on this and on that, no, it's not really going to help you. Okay, we, we want to keep a positive look. We're aiming to reduce male suicide rates, right? So keep a positive outlook, okay? You know, maybe... You could, you, you could turn this whole thing around. Maybe it won't be so silent anymore. Maybe the suicide rates for men will, you know, drop. It will, you know, like drop a lot. If you would like to help combat male suicide, you can follow the tips that I gave you. And if you would like to donate to organizations that aid in fighting male suicide, you can uh, absolutely do that. I'll have some links to some great organizations that I fully support in the uh, description box for my YouTube viewers. And in the episode information section for those of you listening to this as a podcast. And speaking of donations, if you'd like to donate to the MGTOW Academy show, you can do so via Patreon. My Patreon is linked in the description uh, box for my YouTube viewers and in the episode information box for those listening to this as a podcast. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by following me at all caps MGTOW followed by Academy with the first A in Academy being capitalized. Uh, you can do many cool stuff, participate in polls. See what I'm doing on free time. Just see some random crap that I do. Uh, get an overdose. You know, that's right. An overdose on some spicy MGTOW memes and more. So, do a lot of stuff. Just follow me on Twitter, okay? Even if you don't have a Twitter account, create a Twitter account. Follow me on Twitter. All caps, MGTOW, followed by Academy. The first day is capitalized. Got it? Okay, so, if you would like to reach me via email, you can do so by contacting me at MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com. Just drop me an email. I'd love to talk to you. You know, we're going to come on to the show, collaborate, want me to come on to your show, do a live stream, whatever you want to do, just drop me an email there, all right? Oh, yeah, by the way, mictowacademy.media at gmail.com. That's also my PayPal email address. So you can send donations there as well. If you don't if you don't want to do a Patreon donation, just do it via PayPal. That's absolutely fine. Whatever you want to do, it's up to you. Uh, so for my YouTube audience, please share your thoughts uh, on this in the comment section below. Uh, I, of course, I'll always look at them and I, I definitely appreciate them. I really do. So, uh, to get the word out on this, share this podcast with everyone that you know, share it everywhere on social media, share it to just some friends, you know, share, you know, text, the, uh, the link to this video to your friend or whatever, uh, just share it, get the word out. Okay. It doesn't have to even be this video. It can be anything or this podcast It can be anything. Any video regarding male suicide to raise awareness. I just want you to raise awareness, okay? Just raise awareness. That's all that I ask you to do, all right? And uh, if you're on a podcast platform like iTunes, Google, uh, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, uh, it doesn't matter. But if you can, please leave a rating and maybe even a review. I would really appreciate uh, a good review. And if you give me five stars, you will get nothing, but I will... Still, really appreciate you, and you will make my insights feel really, really nice. So yeah, guys, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'm looking to make many more improvements to the MGTOW Academy show in the not-too-distant future. So, that's a wrap, guys. But, until I see you next time, remember that it's a very dangerous world out there, so be sure to keep taking your daily doses of red pills and to stay safe. Everybody, this is MGTOW Academy, signing off.